Heyo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 24 of the podcast. And here we are on our Monday. This is the 12th week of the semester. And today's episode is entitled Action Cures Fear Making Mistakes Is the Plan. Uh, I debated whether to putting fuck in that one, so part of me wants to say making mistakes is the fucking plan. <clears throat> but in the interest of censorship, I will keep the title clean. Anyway, I'm going to start off today with a couple of stories about myself. Uh, two stories that relate to two portions of today's episode that I'm going to get into further. I have a little bit of a mixed bag for you today. I have... Uh, a little bit of productivity, and a little bit means kind of very simple. Uh, I'll have a simple message for you today when it comes to productivity. And then um, a little bit about gratitude in honor of our impending holiday weekend. So let's get into it. I love telling stories, so let's tell a story or two. So I'm going to start with my story as a child. Um, I had pretty high expectations of myself and my parents would would you know they were obviously happy about that I think any parent would be would want their child to set high expectations for themselves you know I was a pretty I was a pretty good student I was never the best student but I was always near the top and my mom told me stories from when I was younger and probably this was like around second and third grade when I started actually taking tests, albeit not very important ones. Uh, I had this sort of perfection standards. You know, if I didn't get 100, I was upset. And if I didn't get it above 90, <laughs> I was really fucking upset. I, had, I just really was hard on myself. I just thought I, I should know it. And... You know, my mom was always, you know, happy about it and at the same time would tell me when she told me these stories, you know, it's okay. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to, you know, learn. And so I tell this story to, to kind of highlight something I'm going to be talking about in a little while. It's a trend I've noticed on the Reddit boards when it comes to college. So I'm going to talk about that in a little while. So I'm going to tell you a second story that that gets at my action cures fear portion of this uh, podcast today. About, uh, I'd say, a year and a half to two years ago, I started getting really interested in investing and the economy and financial, financial information. And I'm sure some of you are listening right now and are like, oh, God, I'm thinking he's going to, I think I'm going to, you know, fast forward a little bit. But hear me out. I'm not actually going to talk about investing. Uh, but I'm going to talk about how it came about. I was just kind of concerned about the economy in some ways. I hear all these stories saying that recovery is happening, but, you know, other stories say it's not. And, you know, there's a big debate about that right now. And that sort of fueled my interest. But my other interest is this idea that, sorry, my dog Pickles decided to say hello today. Um, my other interest in wondering what is going on 
in the economy relates to you know your 401k right you put all this money into these accounts that will hopefully grow and earn you a lot of money and you'll be able to retire nice and comfortably in old age that's the way the story goes my father just retired uh, last year and he's living comfortably my parents saved well and you know put him in a good position to be able to retire and not really have to worry too much about the future so from a financial perspective um, you know anything can happen but all we could do is prepare and, and do our best so that was kind of the two reasons I got into listening uh, to podcasts and of course wouldn't you know it that's how I decided to learn about this shit um, I found one podcast well actually I found two that I really kind of gra- grasped onto and I like having at least two it'd be great if I had a third to complete this um, triangulation that I like to do it's this idea that when you hear something from somebody you trust you know, you're going to put a lot of stock into it, but you shouldn't take it completely as the Bible, you know, truth. You should, in a, a piece of you, should be a little bit skeptical. And what I like to do is sort of cross-reference ideas I hear, and this relates to more than just the economy and finance and pod, um, investing, but sort of triangulate opinions. If you hear now a second person that's a sort of in the same realm, you know, a different podcaster that does, uh, in my case, uh, talks about the economy, talk about the same stuff and have a similar opinion. You trust both of them or you kind of respect both of them. You now, your degree of confidence in believing whatever it is they're talking about is now that much greater. And if you had a third person to sort of confirm it, or even if they didn't completely confirm it, but sort of lend credence to why it'd be, why it'd be valid, uh, why it'd be a valid opinion. You don't always have to have absolute agreement. Um, it just helps with being able to make an informed decision. So I started thinking about all this money I was putting in, putting away in these accounts, and I just got worried because I didn't really know anything about it. And it, it's such a, a large, not a, it's not a large sum, but it's such a large factor into in your future really not a large sum now but I'd like it to be um, it just behooved me to to kind of think to myself maybe I should try and do some research on this and, and research to me you know there's research and then there's research research for a specific purpose because I need something you know to give to my boss is different than the research I'm talking about this research was more like I need um, a personal education on you know the bare bones of what I should be thinking about, and maybe I'll listen and be and kind of come to the conclusion that I is really boring to me, and or I don't really want to fucking do this, and just kind of leave it at that. Unsubscribe and you're done. Maybe you got a little bit of background for uh, small talk in the future when random strangers bring it up, but other than that, you're good. You moved on. I've kind of taken a liking to it, and I had. Uh, I had an IRA that was sort of just sitting out there from my previous employer and I wanted to sort of do something with this money and I was just going to put it in with you know the other you know 401k money that I had and instead I ended up putting it into a um, brokerage account you know like a fidelity or e-trade type of account and 
had the intention of, you know, sort of self-directing is what they call it, um, my uh, retirement to a certain extent. And this is just a, p- a portion of it. It's not an insignificant amount, but it's also not, you know, everything that I intend to live on for the rest of my life. So it was sort of sitting there in a, in a money market account ready to be invested, right? And I can invest in stocks or bonds or, you know, I'm not going to talk much about, you know, the other things, but there's a million different options when it comes to being able to invest. And I was sort of hit with this paralysis of, of fear. Like, um, what if I make the wrong decision? You know, I've put a lot of money, I put a lot of work into saving this money, uh, the last uh, seven or eight years or so after, since the financial uh, Great Recession, they call it, have been pretty good with the stock market. Um, so, you know, why mess up a good thing? Um, I was really paralyzed. You know, the money has been sitting there for mm, close to two months now in the money market account. I keep making up excuses as to why I'm not doing anything with it. You know, I tell myself, ah, um, I'm waiting for, you know, a better market, etc. And I realize that this is not help helpful. You know, it's certainly good to sit back and observe and not jump in and do stupid shit that you don't really have a good idea about. Um, but in my case, I have at least a decent idea of what I'm doing at this point. Um, and I was paralyzed. And so today I made my first stock trade. So I bought, uh, I bought a stock and I, I bought an ETF and I didn't spend all of my money, I, you know, but I put a good portion in, into, into the market again and sort of conquered that fear that I've been having for the last uh, seven weekish amount of time in uh, uh, overcoming that. So the phrase action cures fear I heard uh, from the woman that is in charge of the Passion Planner, I've talked about her a little bit, Angelica Trinidad. That's her motto. And it is also a quote from a book, I guess, um, by a person named David J. Schwartz. And I'm going to put a little meme up that I found today in the show notes as well as on the blog. Action Cures Fear. So today, you know, I kind of overcame that that fear that I have of, of fucking up my life, you know, retirement, nest egg, future, whatever you want to call it. And I went out there. I put some money in the, into uh, a few different things. And I feel okay about it. Even though, you know what, actually an hour afterwards, it lost a little bit of money. <laughs> but I'm okay with that. Action cures fear. It's this idea that when we don't know what to do or we're really hesitant about doing something, even if we know it's the right thing and the fear holds us back, we are stationary, right? We, we don't do anything. We freeze. And when you're frozen, you might think, well, you know, at least I'm not moving backwards. You know, being in place is definitely better than going into decline, right? Obviously, you want to be going forward or making progress at all times. So at the surface, on the surface, one would think that, you know, freezing 
instead of taking an action might be, you know, it's, it's preferable to, to, to making the wrong decision. Um, but you don't think about the, 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 what do they call that? The independent variable that is always a factor. And I'll relate it to investing. So if I were to just sit there with the money in this money market account that doesn't earn any interest and never enter the market, never put my foot in, never sort of place a bet, because that's essentially what the stock market is, um, you might think, well, at least that money is safeguarded. And to a certain extent, you're right. Um, it's fairly well protected. It would, you know, pretty apocalyptic situation would need to occur before, you know, that money were to become no good. But the problem, you know, is sort of the, what they call the hidden tax of inflation. It's that if I don't do anything with it and it just sits there, it's actually losing money due to inflation. And in 20 years, that amount of money that's sitting there won't be worth nearly what it was in today's, you know, dollars. So how do you relate that to this idea of action curing fear is when you're standing still, time is still going on. That's the that's the independent variable in this situation. So you're losing the opportunity to create the action because you have less seconds, less less amount of time to do it than you did if you had done it yesterday. Now it's not to say you know hopefully you're not going to drop dead tomorrow, right? I'm I'm holding out for you guys, um, but it just brings about this idea that once you take action, you, you know, for better, or for worse, you don't know, you're, you're making the best decision, you know, based on the information you have. And it's obviously not wise to make a decision without having, you know, some degree of, of information, right? You want to be well researched in any kind of in any kind of decision, right? From the, you know, it's the school you chose, and how much work you put into researching that, which is, you know, a major investment and could, you know, dictate the future of your life, blah, 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 direction of your life, to, you know, looking at the reviews on Amazon and picking the right flash drive out to fucking buy, right? Um, you could, o there's always this self-doubt, you know, potential for, it's like, uh, did I make the right decision? You know, should I do it? But what's the alternatives, right? You don't make any decision, no action, and time moves on, right? Um, and you lose the opportunity to do it in the future. It also, not to mention, wears on your psyche, right? You take, you don't make take action, you dwell on it. You think about the fact that you didn't take action, and you are probably pissed at yourself because, you know, it's so easy to look back in hindsight and think, oh, I could have taken action here. I mean, I've, I've sat there for the last seven weeks. If you know anything about the stock market, uh, it's been pretty fucking good. And here I thought, you know, actually, you know, one of my rationales is like, ah, the stock market's going to tank. I'm going to wait until there's a good buy. <laughs> and, you know, you could just wait until eternity for the perfect moment. So... This ties into the trend I've been I've been seeing on, on message boards that involve college students. This idea that like, you know, people have made a mistake, done something that they regret, whether it be, you know, choosing the wrong major or not do, not performing well in a class and now they're in danger of failing to, you know, not making any friends. You know, I see all sorts of issues like this. And there's just this underlying theme of like not knowing what to do and being frozen. 
and I guess the action in some sense to look at this you know from a positive spin is they took the action by posting it on a message board on a forum that's cool um, they might get some helpful advice right they might get some motivation out of that maybe they make a connection with somebody that really ends up making a difference um, so I applaud them for that and I would urge them to take more action <laughs> um, take a chance especially people that are younger you know um, I'm not take, talking about um, you know act taking chances that put your life at risk right don't jump into a car with somebody that's you know effed up on drugs and you know for a joyride just to you know to, you know experience life but what I'm saying is if you put a lot of thought into something and you're still hesitating on making a decision really take a, a step back and look at it and analyze and try and say what is this do I really need more more time to make this decision are there valid reasons why or am I just kind of putting off the inevitable because I'm afraid I'm afraid of, of what's involved in, in making that decision. Maybe it involves doing something that's uncomfortable or I'm involved with the concept or I'm worried about the consequences of making the wrong decision. Um, so I don't know what it is, but I, I just sense that um, people, you know, college students have this self-imposed to a certain extent feeling that they must succeed the first time in everything that they do and I'm here to tell you man you know fucking up is part of life <laughs> and you know the 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 D grade you get on a paper you know it may be tough to recover from but it's not the end of the world you know take the action that is going to conquer the fear of what in, what it is involved with getting that D right so let's play this out for a second you get a D and you look at it and you're like oh shit you know maybe you expected it and you're like oh wow I didn't get an F <laughs> great way to look at it right <laughs> um, maybe you're completely flabbergasted because you worked your ass off for that D <laughs> and th really thought you would do better um, what's the action you could take you know, instead of just sitting there and sulking, you know, you could follow up with the professor and, and find out more about it if, if something is unclear. Um, sometimes just the act of reaching out, you know, will get you a few points, you know, or, or some kind of consideration or some opportunity for makeup or extra credit. It doesn't hurt to ask. Taking the action, um, you know, what is, what is the fear involved? You know, the fear is probably involved with um, a rejection, right? A possible no, like, I'm sorry, can't help you there. Um, the, the professor probably is not going to think much, if anything, different about you. You know, they get it from everybody. So, um, you know, you don't want to be a pain, you want to be kind, but you don't have to worry that, you know, you're taking this action is going to have some kind of negative consequence, right? Um, or just, you know, this constant Oh, the paper has to be perfect idea. Um, I am all for high standards, <laughs> you know, as I said, from second grade on. But sometimes good enough is good enough. And you could feel good about good enough. Setting the high expectations of everything's got to be fucking excellent is very noble and is a wonderful thing to strive for. But 
it's not always going to happen. And the, the quicker you come to realize, you know what, for all intents and purposes, this is pretty good. I'm going to roll with this. Um, comes in pretty fucking handy, especially as a student. So I don't know, maybe there's a lot of people out there telling you this. And I'm just, you know, you're like, oh, here's that that talk again. But I don't know, I get the sense that you're getting a lot of pressure from outside influencers, whether it be your family or your friends, that, you know, what you're doing isn't good enough. And that you shouldn't be making mistakes. And I'm just here to tell you that mistakes are the name of the game. And that I have just found so much learning potential in my mistakes recently. I'm becoming so much more mindful when I make them of what I learn, what I can learn. That I don't, I certainly don't do it on purpose, but I, I don't, I don't beat myself up over it anymore. And if I could kind of give you guys anything for Thanksgiving uh, in terms of a present, you know, that's what I would give you is action. Take the action. It's okay to be afraid. I get it. Um, but take the action anyway, and you will be happy. Even if you don't have the outcome you were hoping for, you will be happy you took it. Try and take it this week, this week before Thursday. So that going into the weekend, you can think back on that and and reflect on it and think to yourself, you know what, I'm glad I did that. Uh, so to wrap up, there's no magic strategy in play here today. Here's your, your, your thing to do for the week. Your mission is simple. Um, take a look at your to-do list. Isolate one item on there that is the most scary to you and focus on it until it's done. Now, it might be huge, right? And it's not something that can happen before Thursday. Okay, you know, I'm okay with that. But sometimes, I, I, I think this was in the four-hour work week, something that I'm just about finished with. I have probably like 20 minutes left. Is uh, this idea that whatever, you're, whatever you dread most on your to-do list is probably the thing that's most important. And you just dread it because, you know, for whatever reason, it's scary or, you know, you're afraid. And getting that thing done would lead you, you know, what I was talking about with the 80-20 rule last week, will give you that. It will be the, the small thing that gives you the huge bounty, you know, the huge outcome. The small input that leads to this large output. And at the same time... You will just feel so much better that it's off your place that the mental health aspect is just, you know, immeasurable in some sense. So do it, right? I did it and I feel fucking great, you know, and I, I can't wait for this weekend. So uh, and then just my last little piece of, uh, you know, discussion. I can't, you know, leave it. I can't not talk about it with Thanksgiving here is this idea of gratitude Dr. Dan, who I, another Action Cures Fear thing today, just, uh, you know, sent him an email asking for an interview. I talked about that in episode 23. He was big on gratitude. And I think it just can do so much in not only your relationships with others, but just in your own self, uh, in your own mental health and self-esteem. So I found kind of a stupid article, um, but it's, 
it's what I'm about, right? It's the science. So it's the science behind gratitude. This is from Forbes. I'll link to it in the show notes from right around this time, Thanksgiving time, uh, 2014, last year. Seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude that will motivate you to give thanks year-round. Thank you, Forbes. Um, so it's this idea that um, gratitude has measurable, I was talking about immeasurable before, but it actually does have measurable um, beneficial effects on us. So let me give you a couple of them. One, some of these are pretty obvious, but think about why they're why they even decided to study this in the first place. So number one, research has found that gratitude opens the door to more relationships. Not only does saying thank you constitute good manners, but showing appreciation can help you win new friends, according to a study from Emotion Journal. Um, so thanking people makes it more likely for you to seek an ongoing relationship with the person, which leads to potential more friendships, more connections, more whatever. Uh, I can believe that, right? That, that one's an easy one. Let's keep going. We have gratitude improves physical health. Hmm. Saying thank you actually makes you healthier. Grateful people experience fewer aches and pains, and they report feeling healthier than other people. Uh, not surprisingly, grateful people are also more likely to take care of their health. You know, uh, they exercise more often, more likely to attend regular checkups, and more likely to contribute to further longevity. So this idea of being grateful, you probably value yourself a little bit more when you take the time. Gratitude improves psychological health, um, reduces a multitude of toxic emotions. Think of those things that you let go of when you express gratitude. You know, it could be envy, frustration, regret. Um, his study uh, confirmed that uh, is Dr. Emmons. Uh, number four, gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. You know, who couldn't use a little less aggression in our lives? Grateful people sleep better. Number five, writing in a gratitude journal improves sleep. Interesting. Um, it, it does lend credence to this idea of like, I'll sleep just fine at night <laughs> when you um, don't have any worries on your mind or resentments. Number six, I think that this one and number seven are the most important. Gratitude improves self-esteem. 2014 study in the Journal of Applied Sports Psychology found that gratitude increased athletes' self-esteem, which is an essential component to optimal performance. Think about that, right? This is a journal, scholarly journal, that was looking at athletic performance at a very high level, trying to find what makes people perform at the top of their game, you know, the, the best of the best. And they found that gratitude increased self-esteem, and self-esteem is linked to performance, right? So if you're feeling good about yourself, you're going to perform better at whatever it is, from sports to homework, exams, etc. Um, so other studies have shown that gratitude reduces social comparisons rather than becoming resentful towards people who have more money or better jobs, which is a major factor in reduced self-esteem. Grateful people tend to appreciate other people's accomplishments. You know, and, and everybody's thoughts probably turn to like Facebook, right? And you see people that have something that you don't have. 
there's so much of that, you know, oh, I should have this too kind of non-gratitude. And I think that up to a large part of our society fosters that and, and wants that. But, um, you know, we've got to fight that, you know, and we do that by expressing gratitude. Last one, gratitude increases mental strength. So it not only reduces stress, but also plays a major role in overcoming trauma. You know, think about the people, you know, that experience these god-awful things, like, you know, somebody murders their child. And the the parents show this amazing resolve, and you see them like, I forgive that person, right? They certainly, you know, forgiveness, I think, gratitude sort of go hand in hand. You know, it's this idea of embracing um, what you can out of a situation. Um, and those people are living just infinitely happier lives than the people that walk around with heavy hearts and resentment and don't take the time to show gratitude. So I want to end on a happy note. I'm not talking about that. Um, to say that I have a lot of gratitude for my listening audience. Um, you guys are the reason I'm doing this podcast. And I haven't really heard from, you know, many of you. But I know you're out there. I just recently uh, checked into my Google Analytics and, and see, you know, I could see how many listeners I have. And I could see like, you're out there. Um, say hi. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. It is driving me to continue to get better. I just listened to one of my episodes. You may find this strange, but I don't listen to the episodes after I record them. I play a little bit in the beginning, and I kind of find just listen to random parts to make sure that the audio quality sounds okay. But I don't go back and listen because I don't... Uh, you know how it is, for some of you at least. Don't like to listen to yourself. And, and I kind of got over that. I'm fine with my own voice, but I would pick apart the things that... I thought were bad, you know, when I say um a lot. And that bothered me, so I just had this aversion to listening. So I forced myself just recently to listen to one of my more recent episodes, and I just focused on that so much. I really think I would try to do better this episode with uh, doing that. But there's then that action cures fear thing at work, is this idea that I didn't really want to do that. And it was because, you know, it's not it's, it's uncomfortable there's so many other things i'd rather listen to than myself that is talking about something that i already know about or so i can learn instead but i did it because i needed to learn about the things i'm doing well in my delivery on this podcast and the things that i'm not doing that great and i think that really is one of the the 20 percent of things i could be doing that's going to lead to the 80 percent output that i'm looking for when applying the pareto principle so I have a lot of gratitude towards you guys. And this idea that this podcast is not perfect by any fucking means. There's a lot of imperfections. I should be doing better with editing. And I promise I will get there. But I'm putting it out there. And I could have just stayed frozen in this idea that it has to be better. And let me just work at getting the production better. And I'll learn these techniques first before I start podcasting. But no, I just in the end, decided it's going to suck in the beginning, but it'll get better. And the only way to get better is to just do it. So I'm just going to do it. 
and kind of putting myself out there was a little bit scary, especially once I put it out there on Facebook and now people can listen and, and hear, you know, a lot of things I think it's scary, right? You're, this glimpse into my brain. Uh, but I'm doing it because I think I do have a lot to give to people, you know, specifically the population I'm looking to, to reach. Um, the people that I know struggle with achieving goals these days, but can get there, can get there by applying these simple strategies. So that is um, my gratitude to you guys. You know, thank you for listening and making this show what it is. And I will continue to get better for you guys this week. Show some gratitude and try and take care of that that action that's causing you the most amount of fear. Just fucking go for it, man. That is my advice to you. And with that, this has been Derek for the College Student Success Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. I'll be back in a week. Peace.